The Florida Panthers continue to not have a letdown and bring their winning streak up to three now. Now they have won eight of their last ten road games after defeating the Buffalo Sabres by a final score of six to one. We're going to discuss this game and more on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, March 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener today. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener today. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So the Florida Panthers didn't have a letdown. Uh, which at this point, when they face off against some of the teams that are rebuilding, sometimes teams, even the contenders, will drop some games against the lower tier uh, teams in the NHL. I mean, the Florida Panthers went through that when they lost to the Ottawa Senators early, earlier this season. But, and, and the Florida Panthers even had trailed 4-1 in their first matchup at one point against Buffalo. Of course, they came back to win, but these teams in the NHL, regardless of how good or bad they are, they're going to challenge you, and they're going to give the opposition their best. And, of course, with these last two games against the Buffalo Sabres, I mean, the Florida Panthers have just taken their lunch money and some ever since the middle of the second period in their first matchup. I mean, let's talk about what's happened since that. The last 87 minutes and 28 seconds against the Buffalo Sabres, the Florida Panthers have outscored Buffalo 12-1. to They were down 4-1, finished that game as a final score of 7-4, and then win tonight by a final score of 6-1. The last three games, uh, they have outscored their opponents 15 to three, including a shutout. And one could argue that Spencer Knight should have had a shutout if it weren't for a freak uh, goal by John Hayden. We'll talk about John Hayden a little later on the program because got some not, not nice things to say about John Hayden. Um, and Spencer Knight coming in first start since February 1st against the New York Rangers takes a loss in that one right before the all-star break gets sent down to AHL Charlotte Panthers using that ELC to their advantage to develop Knight and to get him some starts had two shutouts in, in the AHL during his time. Great, great performance while he was down there and just the Florida Panthers backed him up big time tonight and they helped him out. Spencer Knight made inc some incredible saves, some shifting from his right to left 
coming off the crease as well. But so it, there's there's a lot to be happy about with Spencer Knight. I mean, he wasn't the main reason why the Panthers won, but he was a big part. And he, the Florida Panthers also helped them right in front of the net. Um, like take, taking away the puck as well. Gus Forsling, the amount of times I saw his stick involved in, in the play to take away a puck from the opposition. I mean, he didn't get a point tonight, but still like the, some, some things just don't get seen on the stat sheet. Um, when you have a, when you have a good performance, some, sometimes it doesn't always um, show, but yeah, the Florida Panthers, they just, and let's also talk about how this is a game that, the Panthers went came up a little slow as far as possession and shots on goal. Their first period, they tied a season low in shots on goal. Going back to their game against the Chicago Blackhawks, only their third game coming out of the All-Star break. And their first period was kind of similar to that one. But the Florida Panthers, both times, they had a lead. <laughs> and going into the intermission, crazy to think how... Sometimes the opposition can outpossess you in a in a period and you can still find a way to to score on the opposition and not and limit some damage as well. But I wouldn't say that the Sabres had extreme grade A chances on Spencer Knight neither. The Florida Panthers were doing their worst in creating takeaways as well, so that kind of damage control that the Florida Panthers have at times during the first period has really helped them going into the locker room and then just getting accumulated to the game and and also the this ice surface that they play in. Because think about going back to their game against Edmonton as well. Bobrovsky gets 17 saves in the first period and then the Florida Panthers take it from there. Same thing happened in Chicago. And it happened tonight. All of them are road games. So kind of a kind of a trend that we kind of see with this team, especially on the road where they have a big uh where the opposition had a big shot advantage differential in some of these games that the Florida Panthers have had. But hey, this team has won eight of their last ten road games. And this team was five hundred for most of the season just before the month of January. Uh, just trying to look it up on NHL.com right now what their total uh, road record is. But the but the Panthers, they, they just turned a corner after that quick two-game trip to Dallas, Carolina, continuing to of that. So their road record right now, look, the, the page is finally loaded. 13-7-5 on the road. 38-13-5 total, 81 points, just retook the lead in the, Atlantic division. Tampa Bay does have a point in hand, excuse me, game in hand. Uh, so they're a point behind the, the Panthers. Um, but they they just continue to not allow any letdowns and they take advantage of an opposition that they know that is at the bottom of the standings and a team that is rebuilding as well. So three straight games against teams that are rebuilding, no letdowns. After 
losing to teams that are fringe playoff teams in desperation to make the to make the dance. So you know, it, it's 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 great to see, but it's also frustrating that those middle of the pack teams that the Florida Panthers recently went up against, they couldn't figure out against non-starting goaltenders. But the Florida Panthers, they are given the schedule that they're given. And they even before that, they were able to beat top contending teams like Tampa Bay twice. Um, the Colorado Avalanche they've defeated. The Vegas Golden Knights they've defeated as well. Calgary they've defeated. So everything balances out and law of averages uh, does that in sports. So as as frustrating as that recent stretch of the losing streak was for the Panthers, this winning streak and continuing to beat the teams that are that the Panthers know on paper that they're better than that is the takeaway from this as they continue to um, build off their road success and continuing to try to win the Atlantic division as that it's going to be a tight race from here on out. It's, it's not going to, it's not going to be, there's not going to be any easy games, even though their strength of schedule is the best in the league going into this final stretch. So We'll talk about more about this game against the Buffalo Sabres and this 6-1 to victory over Buffalo. But first, we want to tell you all about BetOnline. And football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Tuesday, March 8th, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 6-1 to win over the Buffalo Sabres. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your next listen of the day, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So in this game uh, against the Buffalo Sabres, lines looked a little bit like this, starting off because there was a lot of changes uh, in this one. Uh, so starting off, Verhage, Barkoff, Marchment, Jonathan Huberdeau, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, Frank Petrano, Anton Lindell, Sam Reinhart, making his first uh, game in Buffalo since the trade. Nolachari, Etolisteranen, and Patrick Hornquist on the fourth line. Uyghur, Ekblad on the top defensive pairing, Forsling, Gudis sec- on the second, and Lucas Carlson and Brandon Montour, another former Buffalo Saber, making his return uh, to Western New York. So, again, we spoke about how the first period of the Florida Panthers, um, kind of similar to a game against Chicago where they didn't have that many shots on goal and their defense and goaltending had to really help them out really at the beginning before they got really accumulated to to everything and still the the panthers just five minutes in um the panthers were just doing a great job in the neutral zone not allowing uh rushes to go the other way usually when the buffalo sabers were working around and getting shots on goal it wasn't really off the rush so that that is a that is a positive for this florida panthers team 
But the Florida Panthers, they were the puck slowly guts out of the zone. They have to reset, re-enters the zone. And Montour, nobody picks up a cutting Montour to get in front of the net. Why? Everyone's eyes are on Alexander Barkov. Alex, Alexander Barkov just makes players that much better that all eyes go on him. People start skating towards him that people don't catch a cutting Brandon Montour who makes it one nothing. his sixth of the season. Barkov, first of his three points of, of the night on, on that first one. And they're just doing a great job in their own zone. They're protecting Spencer Knight. And, of course, when Spencer Knight has had the season that he's had, which is okay at the nhl level still for a 20 year old it's not where you want him to be but those ahl starts have really helped them ease his mind a little bit and get a little bit more confidence and spencer knight was making the saves early i mean there was a point where in this game where it looked like it was going to be two nothing early patrick hornquist (laughs) the net just lifts and just was wondering how that went in it was like there's no way Craig Anderson, former Florida Panther was hugging the post and how that go in reviews showed that the puck went under the net because the, the net lifted a little bit. So this was an interesting game, you know, in one way. And that was how the PK, how the, this unit was going to play because before Anton Lindell even went down with injury, Lindell was the player who got the penalty for, hooking Peyton Krebs, putting him into the box. Every time a top penalty unit player gets a penalty, I'm always wondering what kind of line combinations is the coach going to use? And man, it's great to have Noel Chari back. Can can I tell you guys that? It's great to have him back because he's that guy who's not afraid to get his body in front of the puck. Um, and just help his goalie out and and those blocks creating rushes at the other end. And we saw Achari and Barkov together on that top PK unit. Um, and just, just looking at the time on ice for this game, just in penalty kill alone, Achari led the way for forwards with five minutes and nine seconds. Barkov shortly after him. We saw a little bit of combination of Nolachari with Alexander Barkov. We saw a little bit of Sam Reinhardt with Alexander Barkov. I think we saw a little bit of Italusterine and all that, but I saw him also paired with Huberto as well on shorthanded. So the Florida Panthers PK unit, they had to put a lot of things in a blender when Anton Lindell went down, especially on the PK unit. So we saw... We saw so many different co- combinations. And Andrew Burnett also talked about at the after the game that Lundell is going to be day-to-day. He doesn't think it's anything serious, and he'll be revalued tomorrow. So that's the update on, on Anton Lundell. So right after the Florida Panthers, uh, they, kill off a penal- they kill off a penalty um, when Jonathan Huberto slashes Alex Tuck. They put... There was a time where they put that was the one where they put Reinhardt with uh, Barkov. That so, and again, putting lines in a blender after the first period, uh, we saw immediately that Anton Lundell wasn't back on the bench. So it's like if he wasn't back at the on the bench in the beginning of the second period, the writing was on the wall that he wasn't coming back. So we saw Reinhardt as the third line center center, um, Verhage getting an extra shift on the fourth line. Then went to the third line. Jonathan Huberto back on the top line. Usually when we see 
Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov on the top line together. Usually it's when the Panthers are tied in a late game situation or the Panthers are behind. This was a special case where in this situation, I'm not mad about it because of the situation that the Florida Panthers were in with their rookie sensation um, getting hurt. So, and that was all when it was one, nothing. And the Florida Panthers had to figure out how to pull away from this one. Shots were 11 to three at the end of the first period uh, in favor of Buffalo. Again, having a hard time uh, starting games on the road uh, this season. Hopefully it's not something that bites them in, in, in the butt um, when playoff time comes around, because you, if you don't possess the puck early and often um, and you wait until late, the later parts of the game, uh, you can find trouble, but the Florida Panthers, uh, no harm, no foul in those games that I listed Chicago and Edmonton, even though they were outshot, they won those games. So I, I guess it's working for what the Florida Panthers are doing. So, and I talk about Nolachari uh, being missed on that PK unit, but Nolachari taking it by himself um, to his first goal of the season uh, to beat Craig Anderson. Uh, and just incredible how he just got through the defense. And man, this. No, Achari, it's usually zero goals or three goals in this one. This is this wasn't one of those games for uh, Nola Achari, but hey, uh, you take it when 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 you can get it. And big contributor in this game on the PK as well. Honorable mention for that. Power play has been sensational, sensational. Now four straight games with a power play goal. With two power play goals, excuse me, at least. And this was a unit that was struggling all season. That was This is going back to their game against the Edmonton Oilers. And multiple lines are doing it. I mean, this time it was just the top top penalty um, power play unit, excuse me, doing it. Barkov, just, again, people are puck watching on Barkov after Rhino shoots it on the net. Barkov just picks it up. Everybody's shifting. Every, the Buffalo Sabres were just in a scramble, flat-footed, and then... Uh, Duke is all alone right in front of the net to make it three nothing. So just sometimes when you just keep attacking the net, the scramble for the puck, every everything's all discombobulated. And then Barkov just takes advantage of that and just sees Duke in his own island uh, to find to find a way. And I mean, you think about a five minute five minute span as well that the Panthers get really take this away from the Buffalo Sabres and pull away. And fourth one, crap ton of puck movement. Again, flat-footed that the Buffalo Sabres were, and then uh, Marchment finding Verhage. Um, and Verhage's first goal since their game against the Minnesota Wild. Th- that This is a conver- this is, was a conversation amongst the Panthers fan base uh, talking about how, why hasn't Verhage been more involved in the offense as of late? I mean, he's gotten some assists in the last in, in in the last few games, but not getting on the scoreboard. But finally, gets in one uh, first time since the second game back from the All Star break. So a, a good a good one for Carter Verhage. As maybe he's, maybe he'll find his start finding his groove again um, for that. And then Patrick Hornquist, he was denied earlier by the uh, net being lifted, and then finds a way off the rush. Oh my God, the. I think it was Aaron Eckblad who got won the board battle. He won't get an assist on that one. Get dumps it in and then just tic-tac-toe 
the Panthers are doing and just not a lot of missed passes in this one, at least in the second period, at least just no way for Craig Anderson to react with all the, again, tic-tac-toe passing of Bennett, Weger, back to Bennett, to, to Patrick Hornquist right in front of the net. And just, just a beauty. And off the rush, the number one rushing team in the NHL just continues. When you, when you allow this team to get in space, to control the pace, to get rush chances, they're always going to make you pay. And it doesn't matter who's on the ice. Um, it, it's been from top line to fourth line. And we've seen Patrick Hornquist. He scored that goal. He was shifted up to the third line as well um, with uh, Sam Reinhart uh, centering that third line. So shift all over the lines, putting it again, putting everything in a blender. And Panthers were up 5 nothing. They're mostly playing conservatively the rest of the way. It, not try, trying not to prevent anything going to the other way, trying to help Spencer Knight um, get get a shutout. They, he didn't get it. Um, John Hayden scored um, a goal that tipped in, but John Hayden was just one that was just an example of a player on a team who is losing. It's been a tough year, and that losing and being humiliated sometimes causes frustration penalties. And John Hayden had a rush, um, a roughing penalty in, in the middle of the second period. Um, that was the start of everything, and then, um, and then he gets another another penalty um, late, later on in the third third period. Um, he gets that roughing against um, against uh, Mason Marchment, and Mason Marchment. He was uh, he was he was also another. You're what. At this point with Mason Marchment, it's like you're going to see him score goals, but he's also, once again, he's going to take some of his penalties and a little bit of uh, things that Mason Marchment needs to maybe clean up a little bit. And the the roughing for John Hayden was first on Sam Reinhart, uh, was looking up, was just looking up again who that first roughing was on. And then that second one um, for penalty for John Hayden was the interference right in the slot against Mason Marchment. And that was just going after someone's head and just again frustration boiling up from a player who has been on a on a team that's been struggling and but it's no excuse to like try to take someone out but then <laughs> Radko Gudis the last few games he's had a few uh few penalties uh heading towards the end of the game of uh where, while the end of the Ottawa Senators game, there was a there was a scuffle at the end, and then a ten minute misconduct handed to um, Ottawa, and then another uh, ten minute misconduct on John Hayden of the Buffalo Sabers. Um, the Radko Gudis didn't like that hit, of course. You, you no nobody should, and then Radko Gudis just nails him. They get in a scuffle. They that and. You got you gotta love to you gotta love to see it for Radko Gudis uh standing up for his teammate Mason Marchment. Three points tonight for Mason Marchment. And it just I just come to accept that he is this version, this year's version of Chris Drieger. He's a player you want to keep around. But chances are with the point production that he's getting, 
get having the best point production per 60 minutes on this Florida Panthers team, he's going to get paid from somewhere. That's not the Florida Panthers, probably. And the Florida Panthers might want to keep him, but they might not be able to um, based on their cap situation next year with a majority of Keith Yandel's buyout on the books. So, but still, while Mason Marchman's here, let's enjoy this um, for, for what the Florida Panthers have. And just the fact that he has played so well that he's causing other people to like try to go after him and then creating uh, misconducts uh, for the other team. That that's on the other team that they're getting that frustrated. If you think about it, don't want to get there. Don't let the Panthers go up by five goals against you. That's just kind of my two, two cents when it comes to a, a player like John Hayden didn't like his antics uh, tonight against the Florida Panthers, but we're going to put this, uh, game to bed as the Florida Panthers have a quick turnaround. They defeat the Buffalo Sabres by a final score of six to one on the road in Buffalo. They'll have two more matchups against the Buffalo Sabres later on this season as the Panthers will now have about 20, 26 games left in the season. So lot, lots of, lots of hockey still left for this Florida Panthers team. And it starts tomorrow night as the Florida Panthers will take on the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. So we're going to talk about that game and the rest of the NHL and division in the next segment. But first, we're going to tell you all about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the computer orders the parts onto their computer? Choose the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save money and time using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family um, business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. You have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and you'll see parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So we know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast as the Florida Panthers have defeated the Buffalo Sabres on the road by final score of 6-1 to one in Western New York. So like we talked about, uh, the Florida Panthers do face off against the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight at PBG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. But let's go around the NHL right now for what the scores have on this five-game NHL night. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings, who the Florida Panthers will face on Sunday at 10 p.m., which is also the final round of the Players' Championship, so I'm in sports heaven on that day. <laughs> so Kings uh, defeat the Boston Bruins uh, in overtime. So the Boston Bruins, uh, they're kind of slipping possibly out of that wild card maybe, um, and there's a team right behind them in Columbus who, unfortunately for them, they lost by a final score of 5-4 to four against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The New York Islanders continue their their uh, rough season, losing to Colorado 5-4. to four. And then currently, as of this recording, it's 13-22 left in the second period, and the Calgary Flames are defeating the Edmonton Oilers 1-0 in the second period. But 
the Florida Panthers and the Pittsburgh Penguins will be having their third matchup of the season tonight at PBG Paints Arena. I'm expecting Sergey Bobrovsky will be between the pipes with Spencer Knight starting the first end of a back-to-back. Not expecting Anton Lundell to play. Um, they might just give him a rest day if I'm going to guess. Uh, with this quick of a turnaround, you you really shouldn't bet that Anton Lundell is likely going to play. But let's talk about these first two matchups. Um, both these teams have three points in the season series. Uh, both these games went to overtime. Um, first one, opening night. Florida Panthers come up 2-0. Two, two uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins score three unanswered. Excuse me, four unanswered. And then the Florida Panthers end the game by scoring three unanswered. A back-and-forth affair in their first uh, game in Sunrise, Florida. Aaron Ekblad was incredible in that game. Sergey Borowski with 40-plus saves in the first one. Uh, second matchup of this one, uh, Tristan Jari is between the pipes for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, uh, Casey DeSmith was the, fir- the the one in the first matchup. And um, this one, um, Sergey Bobrovsky made his return to the lineup for the first time in over a week when Spencer Knight was getting a majority of the starts in a week span when Sergey Borowski was hurt. So that's this was his first game back. The thing that frustrated me the most about this one, the last go-round, was Andrew Burnett going for the story when the shootout came around and Patrick Hornquist was the one chosen to possibly win it for the Florida Panthers. Didn't score on that one, and the Florida Panthers, of course, ended up not winning um, that game. But Retrano got on the board. Barkoff got on the board on that one. So just hope that... If the Panthers do get to a shootout again, even though shootouts are not the best way to indicate who played better that night, but I, I guess you got you got to do with what you got. I hope it's not Patrick Hornquist uh, this time around uh, for for the Panthers going for that. And you tried it once, you saw what you saw, so hopefully it doesn't even get to that point this time around. But, but that point, that part of the of the game frustrated me the most, and kind of wanted to flip a table when. <laughs> I, I saw that it the fact that went for the storyline and did didn't come to uh, fruition for the Panthers. So this will be their final game in Pittsburgh this season. I believe they have one more matchup against each other. No, this will be their final matchup of the season series against them. So winner of this game, whether it's an overtime win or a regulation win, the winner of this game will win the season series between these two teams after two really thrilling games that both went um, – to overtime and one of them ending in a shootout in favor of Pittsburgh. But this one's going to be a fun one. Um, I'm expecting Maxim Mammon to be inserted into the lineup in place of Anton Lindell. Um, probably going to see Sam Reinhart being uh, playing, going back to center uh, for a little bit, or, or you could see um, maybe Nola chart or it's and shifted up one and Mammon goes on the fourth line. You can see one of those two. We'll find out more tomorrow. The Florida Panthers are likely not to have a morning skate as they are on a second end of a back-to-back. The Florida Panthers, these last two games, have faced off teams on a second end of a back-to-back. But now, tomorrow's game, Pittsburgh will be the rested team going against the Panthers um, as they are on their second end of a back-to-back. It's been a little while since the Panthers have dealt with a a back-to-back, but the Florida Panthers aren't going to be making any excuses. It's a quick trip from Buffalo to Pittsburgh as the Florida Panthers should be arriving in probably just a few hours uh, before the they have their game tomorrow. Excuse me, today 
against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Jacob Winans, my my colleague, to talk about Tuesday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and we'll be discussing that before the Florida Panthers return back home for one game. Before and then it's off to their West Coast trip. So we'll be discussing more about that tomorrow and more. So in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show. Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Amanda Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day. <laughs>